Well, hey there. Welcome back for another episode of the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike, and today we're going to get into part two of the message entitled The Ball is in Your Court, where Rick and myself have gotten down into the responsibilities on our end to be able to walk a victorious life here, to be able to function and act as mature Christians. So I'm glad you joined us today. I hope it blesses you. Enjoy the message, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So we see here uh, on the next line, it says, when I'm fearful, Lord, be my confidence. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what does the word tell us? Um, In the meat version here, it says, when we're fearful, don't worry, instead pray. And we see in Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, it tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we see here, uh, the word is telling us not to be fearful, not to be anxious. But whatever's bothering us, we need to pray about it and, and give, like you said, thank God for it. Give him praise for having done it, even though you're still waiting for it to manifest. And, um... You know, so we let our requests be known to God. So if we do our part, then God will f- fulfill his promise and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds. And, you know, you'll find that people will be looking at you like, well, everything's falling apart around you. Why are you so peaceful? Why aren't you panicking? That's right. And what actually will happen is, is they won't even see what's falling apart. <laughs> They'll look at you and think that everything is together and wonderful and great. And, and, um, and, and don't get me wrong, your, your life can be going through troubles, but that's what we are supposed to be is the light for others to be able to see that Christ is in us, man. And this is what happens when that, when all that comes together mm-hmm. and they look at us, they say, man, that person's got no worries. They got no problems. And the truth of the matter is, is I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really, I've got situations that arise. I have things that come up in life that I have to deal with. But as far as me personally, no, nah, no, nah, not a single yeah. problem, man. No. Yeah, we should all get to the point, like you said, no worries. That's right, no worries. We should all get to the point where we have no worries because no matter what's going on, we know our Heavenly Father will take care of it. That's right, that's right. And what a good, good God that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So why should we be fearful if we have a, a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind yeah. within us? That's exactly right. And, and again, actions, the power, power and love. I mean, that's and the sound mind of the wisdom that resides in it uh, to make those good decisions, to be able to use that power and to be able to show that love as well. And I'm telling you, you people will respond to that. I'm thinking about as my daughter is a, she's five years old, about to turn six and we just moved into a new home. And uh, I've been really surprisingly uh, encouraged by her lack of fear in this home. It's, it's, it baffles me. She will actually get up in the middle of the night from her bedroom all the way across the house and walk all the way to ours because she couldn't sleep or what have you, but she's almost fearless in this. But people will respond to this. You know why she's all fearless of that? Because we've told her there's nothing to be afraid of. We've shown her there's nothing to be afraid of. We have done these things that by our example she has learned from. So if you've gotten, if you've gotten all these things from, from God, you've gotten a, a spirit, huh? Or a, a, excuse me, a, you got a spirit of power, 
and of love and of sound mind. You've gotten the wisdom, right? Because you put the knowledge in. You put, you put all these things together. Mm-hmm. And really, you're a walking example of what God can do, right? Yeah. And, you know, we take, look at the weapons here, worship. Yep. You know, employ that spiritual weapon. Prayer. Employ yep. that spiritual weapon. Uh, the word of God. You know, once you read it, um, you can speak it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus spoke the word when he, uh, refuted the, the, the devil in the wilderness. That's right. It is written. Each yeah. time it is written. And so that's another spiritual weapon. Um, power. We've got power in the spiritual realm. That's we, right. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with uh, spiritual powers. That's right. Right. And, right. you know, God has delegated to us the authority over that. Because he said, upon this church, I will, you know, upon this, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Last one here. Okay. Last one. It says uh, in the milk version, when I'm rejected, Lord, show me love. And um, so in the meat version, when rejected, praise God for his unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um you know, praise him. Know that he loves you unconditionally. Don't sit around and, you know, necessarily wait to be shown. Yes, God may wrap his arms around you and you can feel his presence and have a warm and fuzzy moment. But that doesn't always happen. And so we just need to know in faith that, you know, God loves us unconditionally. So no matter how much rejection we experience in the world, we need to keep our eyes on God and not on our circumstances, not on other people. Rick, what happens when you're rejected? What, what's your response to that? Well, you know, at first it does, it, it, you feel bad. You know, you feel like, uh, maybe you don't have value or worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know that I, I'm, I mean something to God because He laid down everything for me. Mm-hmm. So my eyes are on God. My eyes are not on people. I want you to think back and, and, and I know you grew up in church, but I want you, I want you to think back to an adolescent. Okay. Maybe in your teen years. And I want you to think about this. When you were rejected, what did it do to you at that particular moment in time? When you were rejected, what happened? What happened to you? And if, if that's too open ended a question, uh, I could fill in too as well. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, it chipped away at my confidence. Yes. What else? Um, didn't. Feel very good about myself. Right. And, and with those things come fear. So the fear of rejection again. So we get rejected the first time, right? And then after that, the next time a situation or an opening happens, something that presents itself, we stand still in fear. We don't take the next step because we're afraid of the continual rejection that's going to come with that, whether it's there or not. Right. But it's because we got hurt the first time we were rejected. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting to somewhere with this. <laughs> the, the continuation of rejection in the world that we live in now is just phenomenal. You're going to re- be rejected everywhere. And I'm thinking about, I put out 220 resumes once <laughs> before I got a job, 220 rejections before I got a yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had stopped after that first rejection, right, I wouldn't have found this job that at the time was very lucrative. It, it you know, was, it was definitely a God thing that, that lined it up for me. But, but my point being was, is that 
I didn't stop in that fear or that rejection because, and we're, we're praising God for his unconditional love, because all things work for good for those who love the Lord. This goes back into that piece here. When we're, we are rejected, give praise in that too. Because every door that's being closed for you is an opportunity for God's best to come. If you were to force that door open, you may be taking yourself down a path that doesn't lead to God's ultimate plan for you. And we had talked about that in previous podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage those that are listening with that, with the rejected piece of it, is that you're going to be rejected. You're, You're going to be rejected by probably almost everybody that you know at one point or another, just the same as you'll be let by, down by them. But, man, if you're praising God for his unconditional love while you're going through that rejection, that will keep all those other things at bay that chip away at your self-confidence, that's your, your motivation, and it will eliminate that fear of standing still as well. Mm-hmm. And it helps you to focus that, you know, not only does God love you, but he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And that's what you should focus on. Um, you know, and a verse that this is a well-known verse that helps us focus on that is John three sixteen that yeah. says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And, um, you know, this demonstrates God's unconditional love because he came to save the world. Mm-hmm. You know, every human that has ever lived and will ever live, he came and died for. That's right. And, and not only did he save us as a group, see, I used to think, you know, nothing was going right in my life. You know, if they gave a prize for losing, I, I wouldn't win that either. <laughs> That's how bad it was in my life. Right. And, um, you know, and I just thought, you know, God must really hate me. <laughs> Am I really that bad of a person? God must really hate me. Right. And the only reason I'm going to make it in is because God died for the world. <laughs> And I just happen to be part of that world. Lucky you, huh? Yeah. And, and then, and then I, I got, like you were saying, a, you know, illumination of the word. If you spend time in the word, that whoever, whosoever believes, that makes it personal. Yeah. That's singular. That is one person. So whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God died for me personally. And when I came to realize that, I felt a little bit better about myself. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Rick, you know, I, man, and we broke this down. I, uh, now I don't want people to, to look at everything that they see on Twitter and go, wait a second. I need yeah. to have a, I yeah. need to have an in-depth conversation over this for the next hour. But, um, but, uh, you know, it is, it is good that we shouldn't take everything at face value either that comes along. Mm-hmm. We really should be putting it to the test. Yeah. Um, and Paul told us about that, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I just want to reiterate what you said earlier. It's not a bad prayer right. and it applies to a new believer. Yeah. But as we grow and mature, the longer we're believers, we should grow and mature and then start wielding spiritual weapons. Yeah. And, and for those of you that are, you know, new Christians, please understand that this is a wonderful thing because when, when you start gaining this knowledge and, and you're, you're reading that and the, you're given the wisdom of how to apply it into your life, when you start enacting on the word and not just dependent upon God's, like, swooping down to save you every time there is a new revelation that comes with that too of love and adoration for god because knowing that he's equipped you to be able to handle some of these things on your own is also very empowering with that and so it really i want to i want to encourage you as, as as 
you know, new Christians out there to know that with every battle that you go through and every fight that you go through and each time that you go and you stand and you use these weapons of warfare and you start putting them into your life, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Not your trials, not your tribulations, not your battles, but you to be able to stand on God's word and not be moved or shaken becomes easier and easier and easier. So use what you've been given today. Use what's in the Bible for that as well. Put those things together, apply them in your life, and just sit back and see what God can do. Well, Rick, any other final thoughts you got for today? All right. Well, as always, it's great to have you here with us. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Mike. I'm Brother Rick, and we want to thank you for joining us here at Red River Rising, where we encourage everybody to prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Well, folks, as you can see, today was a quick episode, but I hope that you got something out of it. I hope it blessed you. Remember that, uh, you know, it is a walk with Christ. It's a walk with God. It's a growth in your faith, and it takes time. And just like everything that, you know, grows up to be a huge oak tree, it starts with a small seed that's planted. So stay diligent, uh, stay committed, uh, stay in tuned, and uh, stay faithful. Until next time, I'm Pastor Mike, and have a wonderful week. God bless.